It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Sorry about the voice. Long weekend of softball for my daughter, so you know how that goes. It gets a little raspy. It'll be back hopefully within a week. Everybody's been so emotional about Dalvin Cook being released, but why aren't they being economical? We're going to talk about the economics and why the Vikings might just be okay coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everyone, I'm Ron Johnson. Again, this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Thanks for joining me today. It's a beautiful Monday. So we got to break down a lot of sports today. We're going to talk about a possible trade with the Timberwolves. I've said this before. I'm not sure if that's the player to trade. But we're going to talk about that coming up on the second segment. Myself and Sam. Uh, busy week. We got Brevin Span Ford joining us from the Gophers. Also, Jen Schroeder was supposed to join me this weekend when I hosted KFan Radio, so maybe she'll join me this weekend. Haven't locked down our second guest yet this week. But as I bring Sam Exham into the uh, show, I want everybody to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com backslash locked on. And honestly, I mean, with the Nuggets 3-1, to one, you might as well just put your money on the Nuggets. I think they're going to close it out. Um, I would not want to close it out uh, per, per, uh, per se um, if, if, if it's uh, about the money, if it's about like making this a, a great series. I don't want to close it out. But I just feel like the Nuggets are a better team. So put your money on the Nuggets if you really want to close this thing out and, and, and win a little money from FanDuel. Uh, but, again, I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. And, Sam, Let's talk about Dalvin Cook a little bit mm-hmm. over the weekend. And I, and I say this all the time because a lot of people just sometimes don't know. They, this might be the first time coming to the Ron Johnson show. So thank you for uh, checking us out, trying us out this week. Um, thank you for whoever told you you should check out the Ron Johnson show, whichever, however way you got here with me and Sam, we, we thank you guys for our partners, uh, XM radio. If you download the XM radio app and you're listening on the XM radio app, welcome. If you're on the Roku TV device, Hello. Because we know you can see us now. So the Roku TV device, uh, Amazon Fire device. And if you're on YouTube, we, we know you're watching. Appreciate you guys. Uh, but Sam, and uh, I went on the Pat McAfee show. And I told a joke about like that text, how it happened. He texted me. Uh, it said, scam likely. It also said maybe Pat McAfee. So I kind of was like, it's probably Pat McAfee. I'm like, it's, it's a 317 number. Um, it, it's not. 
going to uh I don't think scams use Indiana area codes. I think they're <laughs> trying to keep me with a Minnesota area code. Right. Like probably not in my area scam likely because it's an Indiana area code. So I kind of responded back though, like, uh, is this real? And then after like five minutes, because I think even he was like, Wait, did I text the right number? And then I was like, Wait, what's up, man? I was like, uh, I was like, I forgot what I said. I think I said something like, I, my bad, I didn't save your number. <laughs> Cause I, and I do, I do have a lot of that. Like, I need to do a better job of saving people's numbers. Cause I have a lot of numbers in my phone now just from doing mm-hmm. the show, uh, just from all the interactions I've been having lately in softball. Uh, like some of the softball parents, I don't have their numbers saved. Like, they're texting me, like, Hey, uh, can so and so ride with you guys? Or Cam said she wants to ride with us. And I'm like, uh, who is this? Who are you? And so then I have to like try to yeah. go text to try to figure out like who is this. Then I usually text my wife like, hey, whose number is this? Because my wife has everything categorized, save catalog. But Pat McAfee texted me. It was him. Jumped on the show that day, Sam, as you guys know. And uh, Pac-Man Jones was disrespectful to Kirk Cousins. Disrespectful. Flat out. Disrespectful. Say Kirk Cousins had no cojones. Say Kirk Cousins uh, is not going to win anything without Dalvin Cook. He also was a big fan of Mike Zimmer. We know that because of uh, his Cincinnati time. I even told him, I said, you know, Mike Zimmer was a great coach when it came to defense. He was a great coach when it came to quarterback or cornerbacks. Um, when you think about cornerbacks, Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, Pac-Man Jones. Uh, who else was in uh, Cincinnati? There was another guy in Cincinnati. Was Drake, Drake or Patrick? Was that one of his guys? Uh, maybe. There was, I thought there was another guy opposite Pac-Man Jones, though, in Cincinnati. I can't remember who it was. But it, they were good. Um, and then you go to all the way to his Dallas Cowboys days with Deion Sanders. Um, it just is what it is. Like Mike Zimmer has done a great job. Roads literally were closed in Minnesota. The roads were closed, but you know what wasn't, or sorry, you know what else was closed? Communication. <laughs> Communication was closed in Minnesota with, between Mike Zimmer and his quarterback. Uh, the airways were closed at times because Mike Zimmer wanted to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. Remember, you remember that, Sam. We're going to run the ball, people. We're going to run the ball as much as we can. He got mad, I think, at Kevin Stefanski one time, or one of his offensive coordinators. Who knows? He's had so many. But he got mad at him. I couldn't remember who it was. Maybe it was DeFilippo. I'll be DeFilippo. They they feuded, yeah. And he got mad at DeFilippo for the usage of the running back and that he didn't run the ball enough in one of the games. And you're passing way too much. If Mike Zimmer were the head coach of a Kevin O'Connell-led offense, he would probably lose his mind. He would absolutely lose his mind. They would be into fight. They would get into a fight. I know they would. Because Kevin O'Connell just cut his running back. He cut his running back. And it's not an emotional release. Like, people are getting emotional. I use the word economical. This is why I say it's economical. Not to say that Alexander Madison is like a economical back. He's Costco or something to running backs. But Alexander Madison fits what Kevin O'Connell wants to do from an economic standpoint. Also, you save $11 million. I looked at the salary cap, uh, cap space. And Sam, you remember this. When you looked at the Minnesota Vikings cap, I think at, towards the beginning of the offseason, it was like one or two, what, million dollars, something like that? One or two million? Yeah, well, they started the offseason like way above, and then they had to cut guys just to get a little bit Oh, so they were below. above the number. They, they were even, above the number. They were yeah. in the red. They weren't even mm-hmm. in black. Right. And so when you think about that, they were in the red at one point. And then you fast forward to now. Sam, I don't know if you heard K-Fan and heard my number, but do you know the number now? With the Dalvin Cook release, I'm guessing it's about 18. Very close. You're right yeah. on it. 17.8 million. You're dead on. 
right. 17.8 million sale puts them in the top 10 of salary cap space in order to sign additional guys. So not to say they're going to go sign DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is visiting Tennessee Titans right now, but not to say they can't sign DeAndre Hopkins because Dalvin Cook said, I want a contract four to five years. I'm not signing some, or sorry, uh, big money. I'm not signing some four to $5 million deal. If he were to take a pay cut, because we know what the Vikings gave him, which is 5.9 million. I'm guessing he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not taking this. Cause they did the same thing. To Adam Thielen. We were all were talking about that. Like, I wonder what they offered Adam Thielen. It probably was somewhere around 9 million. But that's a one-time thing, and then you're going to be a decoy for another year, and then it's going to be a a year later, and how are you going to get another big payday? Guys are always doing that. They're up against the clock. I don't don't know how many more years I have left. And so Dalvin Cook was like $5.9 million. Nah. Vikings are like, look, if we cut you after June 1st, we get 11 back. So, look, let's let's just call it what it is. Let's let's, let's make this an amicable split, split, and we're going to move on. We give you a chance to go test the waters. We don't hold you to training camp because they could have released him at any point. That's what I don't think people are giving the Vikings credit enough for. Classy organization for that, at least. They could have played this thing out all the way to training camp, waited for another running back. Because, what? I mean, I'm never going to wish injury on a team or on a player. I'm not going to even say what team. But I feel like there's going to be an injury because this is just the football, what football does. There's going to be an injury to somebody's running back at some point. There is. It's just this is every season this happens. One big name guy or some player that we all like, dang, I can't believe it, gets hurt. Last year was Brees Hall with the Jets. If the Jets running back gets hurt, the Jets have enough signing, signing money to sign Dalvin Cook and be a contender with Dalvin Cook and Aaron Rodgers in the same backfield. Come on now. Jets, they're, they're, they want to buy a championship right now. How else could you not like buy a championship unless you go buy Dalvin Cook? Brees Hall maybe comes out of mini camp or whatever or training camp and you're like he's not 100 percent. we didn't you know because you don't just come back adrian peterson was a freaking nature so my thought with this is man it's 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 we can't be emotional like pac-man jones was being emotional about his feelings for kirk cousins um not economical looking at how much kirk makes and how efficient he is in these games versus some of these other guys um and then the fan base that were kind of like oh, i can't believe we're cutting down the cook i can't believe we're cutting adam thielen it's economical versus emotion. We're, we can't be emotional when it comes to business. And that's the biggest problem. We, be, we become connected and, and, and friends with these players. But Sam, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, when you think about mm-hmm. getting $18 million, having the ability to, one, sign all your rookies, but two, uh, maybe land another big-time free agent. Could be a nose tackle. Could be a rush-in because we keep talking about rush-ins. Maybe they, tr- they, they have a rush-in in their mind and they're going to trade Daniel Hunter and then sign another rush-in, maybe two. Maybe trade to nail for another rush hunter, a uh, guy that's maybe cheaper. Who? I mean, I don't know if that's going to work because that doesn't work out like that that way. But you know, maybe a cornerback. You know, there's a lot of things. Maybe a receiver. There's a lot of things you can trade for with Daniel Hunter, or maybe it's just I want to get this money off my books because I want to load up because we got to sign Justin Jefferson. And I think all signs are pointing to that. All signs are pointing to they need to sign Justin Jefferson. But you know, you can't be emotional. And I, and I do have a thought on this. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Uh, but Sam, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I, I I think that you're right. This is an economical decision, and the, it's a shame that you've had to cut Adam Thielen, Eric Hendricks, and Dalvin Cook and gotten nothing for them. Um, I think they all kind of hit that point last year where you saw some, some small declines. Um, they're at ages where 
uh, they're on the maybe the wrong side of their prime. Uh, Dalvin might be kind of at the very end of his. I'm not sure about Dalvin, but you would have loved to get more for them. But what you got is money saved. What you got is money off the books that can be given to Hawkinson, can be given to Jefferson, can be given to a cornerback like Marcus Peters. Um, or I think until this weekend, Frank Clark was available. Like you could have gone and gotten a, a pass rusher. Yannick Ngakwe, maybe a reunion in Minnesota. Um, there are veterans out there that the Vikings could bring in to, to supplement or run. You just use that money to roll over. You know, if you save cap space, you can roll that over into the next year and spend it in 2024. So the yeah. Vikings are going <laughs> leaner. Um, they're going cheaper. And I still don't know how this defense is going to go, but but offensively speaking, when you lose Dalvin Cook, um, let's just see what happens, right? Let's see if they can be more efficient than, than last year because I think they can. I think the running game was so weak last year, they said, hey, we were bad last year with Dalvin Cook. We probably can't be too much worse in the run game without him, so let's save the money and just see what happens with this rotation. Yeah, and I think you're, you're totally right with that. Like, people are forgetting, like, Let's just wait and see. <laughs> like, why are we, why are we getting so worked up this off season? Training camp is around the corner. Like, I looked at my calendar. I'm like, man, I leave for Colorado in like a week and a half. Like, this is going fast. Like this weekend, I'm in Rochester for the 14U uh, state tournament, the or USSA Southern State Tournament. Like, I'm like, this summer is going fast. It's already June. Father's Day is coming. Up. I forgot it was even Father's Day. Like, I, I, I literally, I, I'm gonna be at softball for Father's Day. Like. I'm spending mm-hmm. my, my softball week, my Father's Day weekend at, at a softball tournament. Uh, probably will bring this other Viking cigar down there. Uh, maybe bring a little bottle so we put the kids to bed. Maybe me and my wife sit out by the pool or something at the hotel. Um, you know, who knows? But I just know I'm, I'm spending my Father's Day weekend at a softball tournament. But yep. speaking of this summer going fast, it, it made me realize the Super Bowl is right around the corner. It's not close. But it feels like it's right around the corner. And at the end of the day, this is what it's about. And you brought up a great point. This is what I want to I hit on that too. Getting leaner because money in the salary cap is not a use it or lose it situation. I know sometimes that can happen in like business. Like you either use your budget or you lose it. So people are at the end of the year rushing to use their budget. Football doesn't operate that way. It doesn't operate that way. So when you look at the salary cap, yep, you can look at the Bears. The Bears had so much cap space. They've just been able to go out now and make moves and, and do stuff. Sign guys, sign guys, sign guys. We'll see if it works out for the Bears. That's the one reason why I say the Bears um, are, are in a good position because they have the money and they used it and they still have some left. Maybe the Vikings are thinking of that. I got to sign Justin Jefferson, but then we also have to make some other moves out here. But here's where I go, Sam, before we jump into the next segment because um, we're going to talk about this trade. And I'm going I'm to I'm I'm pay the tease off early. Carl Anthony Towns. We'll, we'll talk about that. But before we do that, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle again, LeGarrette Bunt, LeGarrette Blunt again, Ronnie Hill and CJ Anderson, Shane Vereen, Ray Rice. Of those names, Sam, does any name in that group feel like Dalvin Cook? No, those feel like veteran minimum contracts, uh, rookie contracts, guys that have kind of been journeymen around the league. There's not a lot of stars in there. Maybe Ray Rice. And sorry, I forgot to give you the other name. Isaiah Pacheco. That's the other one. Yeah. 
Maybe that bill. gives you guys a clue to where I'm going with this. Isaiah Pacheco was the latest name to add to this list. Now, on the other side of this list, and I will be because I'm very transparent in this. I don't want to make it seem like I'm one-sided. On the other side of this is a guy by the name of Miles Sanders. He did have 1,269 yards for the Philadelphia Eagles. I forgot to look at where um, Miles Sanders finished, but when you think about Miles Sanders, he was on the losing side. So, one, it's not like I'm saying you can't have a high-valued running back. But from a dollar's standpoint, Sam, and if I'm not mistaken, Miles Sanders wasn't making a lot of money for the Philadelphia Eagles, correct? So didn't he sign a big deal this offseason so he would have still been on that rookie contract, I believe? Because he left, right? Did uh, he leave? I think, I think he left, yeah. Let's check yeah. on that. But I think, I think Sanders kind of played out his rookie deal in Philadelphia, and then he signed a four-year, $25 million deal with the Panthers. Yep. And so when you think about that, and again, like the Panthers have money, and I looked at the Panther salary cap. I, I said maybe Dalvin Cook ends up a Panther. One, because two-headed backs, now because there and a lot of people were commenting because we were getting the text thread, people were commenting, Dalvin doesn't want to be a two-back. He wants to be a one. I'm like, but there's nothing wrong with a two-headed monster if you know you're going to run the ball a ton. Because if you have uh, Bryce Young, why not protect him with a run game? And then maybe throw to Adam Thielen on play action. Like, you don't have to just throw the ball vertical. Like, you can run the crap out the ball, which Alabama did. Alabama also had great receivers. But Miles Sanders was a top five back, and they lost. So that's the anomaly there. But other than that, like you said, those other backs, rookie deals, or veterans taking low dollars to get there. None of those guys had over 1,000 yards besides LeGarrette Blunt, and that was a top eight running back when he won with the Patriots. Ray Rice was a name in there. He had 1,132 yards, but that was also the year the NFL went crazy with running the ball. Adrian Peterson had 2,097 yards. A bunch of running backs had 1,600 yards. I don't know what was going on uh, in, in that year, but it was just nuts. It was 2011. Marshawn Lynch, 2013 season, 1,257 yards. So similar to uh, Miles Sanders but he was top six. So top six could be top five. So I'm putting that up there. That's the one running back, Marshawn Lynch for the Eagle or for the Seahawks. That was considered a high pay running back and a top five ish running back once. So if I'm doing my math, if I'm doing my little computer machine and I'm a GM and I look at this, do I really need a running back the way the NFL is going? No, I need a quarterback. Cause you look at all these names, all these teams, Chiefs, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles, Patriots, Broncos with Peyton Manning, Patriots with Tom Brady again, Seahawks with Russell Wilson, and then the Ravens. The anomaly was the defense. I mean, I, not, Joe Flacco was good, but it was the defense. And then you, and then it drops down to the Giants, and then so on and so forth. And I didn't want to keep going, but quarterback play was the key to a lot of these teams. Receiver wasn't even one. I mean, now a lot of these teams had you know a good receiver, top receiver. Uh, we know Patriots had a couple. We know the Seahawks had some. Uh, we we know the 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 um, what we call the Chiefs had them. We know the Rams had them. So some teams had them. Some teams just had a dominant quarterback play. Broncos had it with Peyton, um, but it was quarterback play and receiver play. Defense, you do you do have to be able to get up to the quarterback a little bit. But I think that's what the Vikings are looking at. If if Quasey, because we always say he's an analytical guy. If he's looking at the analytics and he's looking at Super Bowl champions, how are they built? I think he's trying to build it that way. That's just me. I'm Ron Johnson. This is Ron Johnson's show. You guys let us know what you think. 
is Quasi trying to build a Super Bowl like the other teams in the last 12 Super Bowls the way they looked? You don't need a high-paid top five running back to win the Super Bowl. But that's just my thoughts. Sam gave you his. But coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about this trade. Carl Anthony Towns is on the potential rumored trade opportunity for the Timberwolves. I'm not sure I agree with it, but we're going to talk about that coming up next. We have a word from our sponsors. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. You might only have one more chance to bet the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final at FanDuel. Tonight, the Nuggets try to close it out at home. They are favored by eight and a half points. Money line, minus 355, not great value. If you want to bet the Heat to extend the series, that's plus 285 money line. That's where the value is. I like Nikola Jokic to have a triple-double in a Denver win. That's plus 152. You can get a little plus money on Jokic triple-double in a closeout game. You can bet those lines and hundreds more at FanDuel Sportsbook, the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, easy to use. You get paid instantly. They've got great promotions there, including the No Sweat First Bet. For new customers, up to $2,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, $2,500 back for that first bet. The No Sweat First Bet at FanDuel. You can access that by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, Sam, you sent me an article and, uh, there's some speculation about what's going to happen this summer, maybe in the next coming weeks. Uh, Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report uh, had some slanderous words to say what might happen to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, but, Sam, what was going on? Yeah, well, Cat. Uh, Cat is in the, the trade rumor mill again. And it sounds like it's coming from kind of anonymous league executives who think that Carl Anthony Towns could be traded in a matter of weeks. So... It's not like the most airtight report. It's not a Woj bomb. But Carl Anthony Towns is, again, kind of being whispered about being trade bait. I think that we've, we've discussed this, Ron. We've said the Wolves could go one of three directions. They could trade, maybe, this is a maybe, maybe trade Gobert for pennies on the dollar, uh, trade Cat for a haul, or do nothing and run it back, try to get healthy as Cat missed those 52 games. Um. I don't like it. I mean, I'm I'm bitter about the fact that this Gobert trade has now forced your hand to trade one of the great players in franchise history. That sucks. Uh, how do you feel about this, Ron? Because I'm I'm not going to get on board with this cat trade unless they get a serious star in return, like Dame Lillard, or like four first round picks. This is going to be a disappointment to me. Yeah, so one of the potential trades, I mean, here's the teams he's saying. New York Knicks, Rockets, Celtics, Charlotte Hornets. I also think that they could trade Rudy Gobert. I don't know if they're going to get as much, and that's maybe why that name doesn't come up as much. Um, just because you trade it for Rudy Gobert, you don't have to go down with the ship. It feels a little Titanic-ish. It feels like you're just going to go down with the ship because you made a bad trade. Trade Rudy Gobert, move on from that, and just – because Carly Towns does give you offense. Um you look at a guy like Chris Paul out there because they talked about that, but Mike Conley's already here. Chris Paul is also aging, so does that even work? Um, if you can keep Carl Anthony Towns, I don't know if Rudy Gobert would get these same picks, but De- DeJounte Murray and Jabari Smith Jr. come to Minnesota, Towns goes to the Rockets. James Harden is also talking about going back to the Rockets, so I could see why that might happen. 
You go uh, James Harden with uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Now you have a legit one-on-one guy. You leave Carl Anthony Towns down low. James Harden in the two-man game is legit. He's an absolute scorer. Uh, you got a guy currently Towns that can spread the floor out, so you can't just sit in the lane with with, with him. Uh, but what James Harden likes to do, I don't think Carlin Towns does, but he does do it with Joel Embiid, which is throw that alley oop, and then you get it, catch it, dunk it. Um, I don't know if Carlin Towns is that guy. I don't know if he's that bouncy anymore. But I'm not a personal fan of Dejounte Murray. I just don't like his antics in the offseason. I don't like how mm-hmm. cocky he became when he got paid by the Hawks and and you know became a blockbuster type of guy with. Uh, you know, they thought they had a big three or a big two, at least with him and uh, Trey Young. I did not like his off the off the court antics. You know, he played against um, uh, what's the kid from Duke um, was the, the number one pick from Duke that went to the Magic. Um, oh, Pablo Banchero. Pablo Banchero. Banchero. That's Banchero. A, that CH is a K because, you know, sneaky the language. We all everybody's names. Everybody does something different. But yeah, Pablo Banchero. You look at Pablo Bancaro and him got into it because – and Jazante Murray, one, you traveled. Like he did like this fake pass around his back. Pablo kind of turned. He then stepped again, which now that's a travel. You already took one step with your pivot to fake. You can't now step with the other foot to throw an alley-oop off the backboard. He throws alley-oop off the backboard, dunks it, catches the ball, and then throws it at him. Why? Why are you doing that? So extra. Like you made the play – just drop the ball. Like, why would you throw the ball at him? Because he was chirping at you a little bit? Like, come on, man. Grow up. People chirp all the time at the gym. You don't score and then throw the ball at him trying to hit him. Just score him, run down the court, and then stop him. So I'm not a big fan of him. Uh, that's why I'm not in love with that trade. Um, but I do know he does give you offense. He does give you a, a, a mentality a little bit. Now the Houston uh, Houston uh, Rockets, uh, I think they're at the bottom of the barrel. I don't know if Jabari Smith Jr. is any good. I do know his dad played against LeBron in his first game. I saw that video. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Jante Murray to me, that doesn't – that again, I feel like that you're getting fleeced. Unless you get um, some first-round picks back from Carlin Towns that you lost for Rudy Gobert, you know. And, again, and, and, and in the article it says, I get it. No first-round picks. However, the Wolves will be getting promising young guard who could both seek uh, the, his own offense and hit, and, hit, and hit others in the offense, which is uh, – um, Jabari Smith Jr. And then the concern about Murray uh, would take away from Ant's ability to control the offense, which is true. Like, why would you do that? Um, yeah, because Jazante Murray is not a uh, he's a he's a vocal guy, which is why you notice Trey Young this year. You didn't see much of him. You didn't see much of Trey Young taking over uh, because you know Jazante Murray didn't want to be a second fiddle. He wanted to be a part of a big two, and he was you know I'm just as good as what he thinks. So I don't I don't think you 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 I don't think you cover or shade um Anthony Edwards with a guy like that because I don't think that would work. Um I don't think you trade Carl Anthony Towns. This is my my take on this quick. You don't trade Carl Anthony Towns, you trade Rudy Gobert. I don't know if you can, but you trade Rudy Gobert. Even if you don't get much for it, you move on. You go Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and then you try to hope you can find somebody else. I would try to get James Harden. Um James Harden is like LeBron. He just wants to be on a winning team. He doesn't mind being the second guy to Anthony Edwards. We saw that with Kevin Durant. We saw that with Kyrie Irving. We saw that with Joel Embiid. James Harden is no longer the guy that wants to pound the ball and drill 50 times. He's like, look, I just want to win. Whatever that takes, I will be the guy in the shadows. Think about that, Sam. We didn't see much of James Harden cooking this year, trying to go for 60 or 70 a game. You mean, you know what I mean? Like, he let Joel Embiid be the MVP. 
He's like, look, man, I'm going to give it to you. Don't give it back to me. I'm going to give it to you. Don't give it back to me. I'm going to give it to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he wants to be a team guy. And that's why I think, no, it won't It won't happen. I don't think there's any way we can get James Harden. But that's where I would go. I would go for, for a, a, a scorer who's going to allow your stars to still be stars, which is Cat and Ant. That's what they need. They don't need Rudy Gobert. This, this this league is not built like that. He's not the defensive guy he used to be. They should have just kept Walker Kessler and all their draft picks, but that's a totally different story. But Sam, what are your thoughts on this? Man, I want Lillard for Cat <laughs> straight up. Give me Lillard. I, I can see that. I can see favorite that. player in the NBA. No, I um, I I don't think at this point that trading Gobert is is viable. I I just think there's too much money on that deal. I don't think anybody would want him. I don't think anybody wants to absorb that money. So if you did find a taker, I don't think you get anything back. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be minimal. I, I'm just, I'm really pessimistic about what his price is right now. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, but I think that he's such a depreciating asset that you got to wait. Maybe see if he can, if Gobert can kind of play his way back into maybe some form of value this year. Maybe you trade him at the deadline, trade him next offseason. Yeah. I just don't know what he's worth right now. But you know what the key is here, Ron? If you do trade Cat, at least you got to bring back Nas. That's got to be mm. the key. That if you clear that money in the cat in a cat deal, then priority number one is get Nas back on this team. And he can give you offense. He can give you three-point shooting. He can give you a finishing around the basket. Um, I, I love Nas, man. It's going to be sad if he leaves. I think this was the dumbest trade in the history of the NBA. Yeah. I think so. Yep. I just do. I think it was You're the right. dumbest trade in the in the history of the NBA. You traded for Rudy Gobert, you ended up exactly where you were last year. Literally. I no, actually worse. <laughs> you were the seventh seed last year. You won your playing game for the seventh seed. You couldn't even mm-hmm. win the playing game for the seventh seed this year. I do believe that same team from last year, if you kept them together, you add Walker Kessler. I think they're the sixth seed. I think they're a sixth seed. I don't think there's any doubt they're six. Mm-hmm. And then they would have played the Sacramento Kings. They could have beat the Sacramento Kings. Yep. I think Pat Bev gives you that intensity and that that extra edge of, of grit you need. That that petty defender, the guy willing to go grab a camera and tell the ref, hey, you missed this call on Cat. He got fouled. Tech. Pat will Pat will take that. He doesn't care. Like you needed that. He's that guy. D'Angelo Russell, clearly, he's hot and cold. But when he's hot, it works. Anthony Edwards is a dog. Score. Garrett Carlinthe Towns. It's a score. He's a he's a beast when you let him go. You didn't need Carl, you didn't need him. You had Nas Reed. You had those other pieces. Like you would have had Walker Kessler with Nas Reed. Walker Kessler mm-hmm. with Nas Reed, Sam. That's two good big men coming off the bench. I'm in pain. I'm just in sitting pain. next to Carl Anthony Towns. Dumbest yeah. trade. Dumbest trade, in my opinion, in NBA history. Now, I don't know about a lot of NBA history trades because I didn't keep up with the NBA back in my day when I played football, uh, but I got to feel like that's got to be up there. All those first-round picks for Rudy Gobert, it's got to be up there. I know I know the Jazz, you know, like, Sam, you, you've been your parent. You go to you go to uh, trick-or-treating. We're going to get out of here after this last joke. <laughs> We're going to go to the Daily Three. <laughs> but you've been trick-or-treating before with your kids, right? Yeah. Yep. Kids come home, and uh, – and the younger one might not be young enough to know this, but the older one, I'm guessing, maybe a little bit. And you kind of talk about how much candy can you eat? Like, how much candy can I eat? And you probably say, like, one piece a day or something or whatever, or pick some pieces you want. 
this trade felt like you're trading Halloween candy with a kid. Because if you were to say, here's a gigantic, huge Snickers bar, and it's not that big. It's, you know, you've seen the giant. They're not that big. Mm-hmm. Give me your entire bag of candy, and I'll give you this gigantic Snickers bar. Four-year-old would be like, oh, my goodness. That is the biggest candy bar I've ever seen. I'll take it. And they give you literally a night's worth of work and just trade you everything. I'm talking about Snickers, Skittles, uh, 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 whatchamacallits, Kit Kats, Twix, everything for this one gigantic Snickers bar that's going to last them maybe two days. Where this bag of candy would have lasted them a couple months until mom and dad threw it away because the candy was just old. Like, that's what that trade felt like. It felt like a kid being taken by a parent at Halloween. Like, it just did. Like, give me that giant, give me the giant Snickers. You can have my whole bag. This Snickers Rudy Gobert is a giant Snickers bar. Jared exactly. Vanderbilt is Skittles. Pat yep. Bev is whatchamacallits. Yep. Malik Walker Beasley. Kessler. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. Walker Kessler is, is, the, uh, is the Twizzlers or something. The Whopper. He's the, the Whopper. All, all those draft picks, that's like future candies we don't even know about. I mean, there's some candies going to come out, say, I'm in 2024, 2025, 2026, mm. 2027. We don't even know what those candies might be. It might be a Twix merged with something. We don't even know because we know Twix left and right is always up to something. It might be left, right, four pieces because they've had the four pack before. You've seen that, right? We're all yeah. four different. Like Twix mixed with, uh, I don't know, Oreo. Oreo might merge with Twix. Just to make a special bar, we just don't know. But it, it'll never, it it won't matter anymore. There might be a a a, a, a what you would call it coming out that has question marks. We don't even know what's in them anymore. It could be you know Kit Kats in there mixed with you know what's the one? Oh, the Crunch Bar. I love the Crunch Bar. Yeah, like the Crunch, crunch Bar with caramel over the top. Like you just don't know. But yeah, I I, just, I feel like that was the worst trade in NBA history for the fact of you gave up so many first round picks. You you leverage your entire future to end up where you were and below where you were. I mean, you were in the playing game, so you ended up where you were, and then you couldn't even stay where you were the year before, which was the seventh seed in the playing game. They would have been the sixth seed, though, Sam. I, I truly believe with Walker. The way Walker Kessler played defensively, faster, younger, not talkative, so you wouldn't have had, you wouldn't have punched Kyle Anderson in the chest. Walker Kessler would have just been another guy out there. Like, he wouldn't have got upset when the, when the veterans were trying to coach him up about he's not blocking and he's not getting rebounds. Rudy Gobert couldn't handle it. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Maxim. We're going to have a quick daily three coming up next. Uh, but remember, people, SiriusXM, proud partner of SiriusXM. Just know that you can download the SiriusXM app. Just go to your app store, whichever one you have, uh, and download the SiriusXM app. And then once you download the app, you just have to create an account. It'll, it'll, give, you, it'll give you some prompts. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota to download our app to the SiriusXM app, and you can listen to our shows on there. But remember, the Twins host the Milwaukee Brewers in a border battle beginning on Tuesday. They don't have an axe like the Gophers, but it is a border battle at 6.40 p.m. You can catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. Well, it's time for the part of the show that I love. I enjoy this, the Daily 3, Sam. That's three minutes for each question. Today, we're going to speed it up a little bit, maybe a minute and a half on each question, but it's three questions, minute and a half each. Take it away, Sam. All right, this is a simple one, Ron. Game five NBA Finals tonight, yes or no, do the Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship? Ooh, yes, move on. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, they do. I just think the momentum is in their favor. Um, I just think, you know, the fact that game five uh, has to be played in Denver, it it fits the narrative of the story. Like you don't want to lose in Denver and then have to go win in Miami. And then like you're celebrating with just your, your family that showed up to Miami. Now, Winning in Miami is actually fun because then you get to go to South Beach that night. You get to take the trophy downtown to like a couple of clubs. Uh, Jokic is the MVP. I mean, I'm pretty sure he doesn't go out, but his brothers look like they like to party. Um, So, yes, I think it ends tonight in Denver. They get to celebrate with their family in front of their home crowd. And Miami takes that long flight back to Miami. But, hey, cheer up. You're a millionaire and you're going back to Miami. So it's not all that bad. I think Denver wins as well, but I think Miami covers. I think that the Jimmy Butler is going to keep this tight mm. down to the end. And if there's a team out there that can steal a game five on the road in the finals, I think it's Miami. Didn't yeah. they do that in the bubble? I think in the bubble they were down 3-1, and then Butler had a ridiculous game five to force game six. I think I'm right. Um, and then the, and the Lakers finished them off in the bubble. Home, home court didn't really matter in that series. True. Um, but I like Denver tonight. Yeah, it was whoever tuned in with the uh, the app <laughs> to be at the stadium. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, all right. Hey, you'll love this question. Star Tribune wrote a feature about PJ Fleck having now secured seven of the top nine in-state recruits for next year's 2024 team. Uh, what is PJ Fleck doing so well, Ron, to secure the Minnesota borders and keep the recruits in state? So I'm guessing Patrick Royce didn't write that article, right? Uh, that was not a Royce piece. No, yeah. I don't think that no, sounds no. way too positive. Yeah. Um, this is what I'll say. The fact that a guy like Patrick Royce, can't swallow his pride. And because and, he used to talk about losing recruits. Why can't we sign the recruits? Why are all these recruits going to uh, Wisconsin, going to Iowa? They're not anymore. You know, now here's the thing, dude. If they go to Notre Dame, I mean, that's history. Even though Notre Dame is not great, it's history. So I get that. If they go to Ohio State. I get that. Uh, if they pick Alabama, come on now. Like, if they pick Georgia, get a life. Like, you know why they're doing that. If they pick LSU, probably a little bit of NIL, but also recent championship history bias. But if they're picking Minnesota over some of those schools, like Rashad Bateman picked Minnesota, he's from Georgia over Georgia, even though because Georgia was late. Let's not bury the lead Georgia came in late when Rashad Bateman balled out at the end and then had a ridiculous basketball season but PJ Fleck had already been on him so he was loyal to PJ and Georgia was late which when could you imagine that if Rashad Bateman went to Georgia like I wonder what that was then like stacked (laughs) that would have been McCall Hardman I think would have been on that team too imagine Hardman and Bateman yeah that would have been ridiculous yeah uh but when you think about this team and what PJ Fleck is doing, this I'll say real simple. PJ Fleck is doing what he said he would do, which is he wants to in he wants to be a hard hitting in state recruit guy. He does a Minnesota blitz where all the coaches for like an entire I think two weeks go to every single school in the state, every single school in the state. So all the coaches are in state. They don't leave to recruit. They recruit their state. Every single coach they stretch out as far as they can go and they drive and every single coach takes i don't know how but the math is but every single coach is taking maybe 20 to 30 schools and they're all driving i don't think there's 300 high schools in minnesota but every coach is taking a a chunk maybe it's 10 i don't know if that's because it's 20 coaches maybe so that's 200 schools i don't know if that's the math but they all stretch out and they go 
And I think that's the big difference is he calls it the, the blitz, I think. And they all just go, go, go. And all the coaches on the road, but only in Minnesota, not out state. And that's what I think that's helping when you and when people see that, that you're showing up every year to my school, regardless of who I have. When I have somebody, then I'm willing to give them to you. And I think that's what PJ's doing well. All right, Ron, last one for you. Minnesota Lynx question. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, they retired Sylvia Fowles' jersey. They had a big comeback win, which was just their second win of the year. They are 2-7 and seven this year, Ron, which is the second worst record in the WNBA. So my question, would you like to see the Lynx tank for Caitlin Clark? Um, ooh, yes. Next question. Is there a fourth one <laughs> or are we done? Yes. Like Caitlin <laughs> Clark, Caitlin Clark. Is, and now she's a senior, right? She's eligible. She's eligible to come out. Yeah. She, okay. I think would be, I mean, people are talking about it as if she's, she's going to be there. So I assume that, okay. um, yeah. I know like Paige Beckers, that was her big issue as a sophomore. She was legit, but then she had to play and then got hurt. Um, and so she, and then people were saying like Paige Beckers as a sophomore could be in the NBA as a point guard, um, which is probably true. Kaylin Clark is a scorer. So being able to shoot from 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 feet, that has nothing to do with age or size. Uh, you can't coach, just put her out on the wing, let her run around and Brown picks, Steph Curry, that thing, and knock it down. So, yes, I would definitely take for Kaylin Clark because just like Diana Taurasi, when she went to, uh, was I think, the Connecticut Sun, she changed them around right away. It only takes one player. In because even in the NBA, that's what everybody thinks. It takes one player. Like it took LeBron James to change the Cleveland uh Cavaliers organization and make them a contender. Caitlin Clark immediately makes the, the Lynx a contender again because they've already won what four. So yes, I would definitely tank for Caitlin Clark. I don't know if 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 uh um what what's a C word that goes with tanking? I don't know. Um clown for Clark. I don't there know. There you go. <laughs> look like clowns for Clark. Like, I don't know. Just, just throw up layups over your back, throw it out of bounds for no reason, hand it to the other team. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would definitely tank for Caitlin Clark. I don't know. Would you, would you, and I don't care yeah. if she's from Iowa. I would love Iowa at that point. <laughs> yeah. Now. And remember it's a lottery too. So you can't ensure True. that you would get the number one pick, True. but you can put yourself in that conversation. Like I think if the links keep playing this way, they're going to be among the three or four worst. It's only a 12-team league, remember? So they're right. going to be among the the three or four worst teams um, in the WNBA. And I think they'll be in that mix. And remember, that was Maya Moore. They yep. got Maya Moore with the first pick and changed the franchise forever. Yep. So Cheryl Reeve, she's a savvy executive. She might know what she's doing. And she's able to pull the strings because she's the coach, right? So they can, yeah, she can make sure they don't win too many games. I think they can do it. Because if you're two and seven at this point, you're not going to win the championship. So yeah, go get Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Uh, have fun with you guys today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for those that continue to watch. Thanks for the everydayers that are always checking us out. We appreciate the the views, the shares, the likes, the comments. Uh, really, truly appreciate it. Uh, and remember, people, if you want endless sports talk, if you want endless Vikings talk, endless Timberwolves, Twins talk. Locked On Sports is where you can find it, but make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports on YouTube. That's Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube, where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, and instant podcasts after every single game. And of course, when there's big press conference news, especially when the Minnesota Vikings get on that podium and announce, hey, we're going to trade somebody, or we're going to do this, or we're bringing in this free agent. We're going to bring you 
all the news from all those press conferences. But like our videos and leave your thoughts in the comment section. And please subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, on iHeartMedia, wherever. And download the app. Amazon Fire, you have the TV. You don't even have to watch it, but you have it. Just go search Locked On Sports on your apps on your Amazon Fire or your Roku TV. It's Locked On Sports Minnesota where you can find it. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. Well, thank you guys. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.